Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. I was thinking, I uh, went home for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, and um, I was walking to um, my grandmother's house, and I was thinking, I said, 20 years ago, which would have been 1998. I wouldn't have enjoyed just hanging out with family. I would have rather been in a club. I would have rather been uh, in someone else's bed. But I just came to the realization that it's good to be around family. And I came to the realization that all old things have passed away. Yes. <laughs> and behold, all things have become new. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for change. I'm thankful for deliverance. Because I don't want y'all to be fooled. I had a past. Still going to have a past. But God can change your past as you move into the future. Let us go before the Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord. We ask you to just have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Muchos gracias. Muchos gracias. Thank you very much. It is very important for us to say thank you. It is very important to tell people that you are very appreciative of them and tell them that you love them. I remember an older person telling me that they make short caskets and they make long ones. But each time I go home, each time I go home, each time I go back to North Carolina, my, aunt, my mother always asks me, did you go see your Aunt Ali? She said she always asks about you. Every time I see her in the store, she always asks about you and the boys. And I always tell my mama, I say, Mama, I got to get back to Georgia. I'll catch her the next time. I talk to my mother, and she, I talk to any of my family members, they say, yeah, I always asking about you. When I went home this time, the thought ran through my mind that I needed to go by and see my aunt. But I didn't go by. And Saturday morning at 3.47, my dad texted me and said that my aunt Ollie got killed. <laughs> she got killed in an accident. So see, each and every one of you, tell somebody that you love them and that you care for them. And I thank all of you all I thank you, Jesus. I, I um, want to uh, talk to the young people. Young people, don't take your parents for granted. Don't take your grandparents for granted. Don't take your aunts and uncles for granted. 
Tell them you love them. Because I missed the opportunity. To tell somebody that I love them. And that I was appreciative um, of them. So don't miss the opportunity. The songwriter said, if he had 10,000 tongues, that he couldn't thank the Lord enough. If I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't thank him enough. See, that's in North America. If the writer was from Central America, the songwriter would have said a little different. He would have said, see yo Terrero, on me a linguist. I wouldn't be able to say muchas gracias enough. Recently, I was doing a Google search, and this image that is up on the screen popped up just like that one did. And the quote said, God has given us 86,400 seconds each day. That's a lot of seconds. And out of all these seconds given to us each and every day, ask your neighbor this question. Say, neighbor, have you at least used one second today to tell the Lord thank you? I know you gave thanks on Thursday for the turkey and the dresser, but Jesus is not only good on holidays, he is good each and every day. He is good on this Sunday morning. He is going to be good tomorrow on Monday. He's good on Tuesday. So we have to give God thanks, not just on holidays, but we have to give God thanks each and every day. Have we used one just to tell the Lord thanks or thank you? Have you used one second to tell the Lord thank you yet? Let's tell them together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for not letting hurt, harm, or danger come upon us last night. Thank you, Lord, for letting us make it here safely today. The older people may say, thank you, Lord, that, 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 that my bed wasn't my cooling board. Thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies. Thank you, Lord, that we didn't, ki didn't get killed in the streets. Thank you, Lord, for changing us back in the 90s, back in the 80s, back in the early 2000s. Thank you, Lord, for changing us on yesterday. Somebody has hatred towards a family member, but God is turning that thing around. Thank you, Jesus. See, in our culture, we have gotten away from saying thank you. We just expect stuff to happen. You expect to live to be 120 years old. We expect to have all our bills paid on time. See, ain't everybody ain't got that testimony. So if you are able to pay Georgia Power by the 10th of the month, Somebody need to tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for things being as well as they are. See, sometimes I have to get on my board because they expect us to just give them our phones and our iPhones and our iPads. They expect to go to Chick-fil-A and Pizza Hut. We have a problem when we give them some things, a dollar high wheel, a car, and they don't say thank you. They have to be appreciative of using our phones and iPads to look at YouTube kids. They need to say thank you when we stock up at Chick-fil-A or Pizza Hut on the way home from Bible study on Wednesday nights. See, if we are teaching our kids manners. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. They need to say thank you when Miss B gives them some change to put in their piggy bank. Thankful is being appreciative, showing gratitude. 
thank you goes a long way. As a society, we have gotten away from saying thank you. See, we will find in the text that 10 men were healed, but only one said thank you. I don't know about you, but I'm appreciative that God created trees that give off oxygen so that we can breathe. I'm thankful that God sent rains and that he created water sources to drink Kroger brand waters. I'm thankful that he, that he created resources that go into a gallon of paint so that I could provide for my family. I'm thankful when I walk up the stairs in our home that it holds me up. Thank you, Lord. Have you given thanks today, young people? Adults, have you told the Lord thank you today? See, young people shouldn't have passed, you shouldn't have passed your grade, but God moved on the heart of your teacher. Thank you, Jesus. Your financial aid shouldn't have went through for my college students, but God made a way. Thank you, Jesus. Your housing for my college students shouldn't have went through, but God made a way. Thank you, Jesus. Matter of fact, by the grace of God, for my older people, your mortgage went through. Somebody better tell the Lord, thank you. By the hair of your chinny chin chin, you got a good credit score. Give the God, give God thanks. Some of y'all shouldn't have graduated from high school, struggling with the graduation test. Thank you, Jesus. Let's talk to some parents. Some of you should have gotten fired from your job years ago. But thank you, Jesus. Some of you all should have been put out your house. But thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all should have had the lights cut off. But thank you, Jesus. These three simple words can go a whole, a long way. Let's show our appreciation to God. See, sometimes we forget or take things for granted. See, you get in your car each day and turn the key and you expect that car to start up each morning. But about two weeks ago, without warning, my car wouldn't start. No warning the day before. My dad always told me cars would give you a warning. But I told him this time it didn't give me no warning. <laughs> See, when I went to turn the key, all I heard was a click. And my battery was dead. See, we get in the habit of thinking, thanking Jesus for the little things. And you will get frustrated and fall apart because the car wouldn't start. Thank you, Lord. I know you will make a way. And the Lord allowed my wife to be running a little late. So it all worked out. So I'm thanking the Lord for little things. I'm thanking the Lord for everything. Let's look at the text. Luke chapter 17 verses 11 through 13 tells us. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men stood at a distance, met him. And they raised their voice saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So we firstly see a merciful master. Let's talk about these ten lepers. What is leprosy? Leprosy can be defined as a contagious disease that affects the skin, mucous membranes, nerves, causes discoloration, lumps on the skin, and in severe cases, disfigurement or deformities. Back in Leviticus, those with leprosy were so despised and unlike that they were not allowed to live in any community with their own people. They was outcasted. A leper wasn't allowed to come within six feet of any other human being, including his own family. Lepers lived in a community with other lepers until they either got better or died. This was the only way people knew how to contain the spread of this contagious disease. 
So these ten lepers had an unlikely relationship, not because of common interests. Many of us make friends, uh, young folk, you all have common interests. But in the case of these ten lepers, these men, bond, common bond was this disease. This disease separated them from others, even family members. I can only imagine the conversation these men have or had being they was cut off from society. I wish there was a cure. Why was I born like this? Why did God make me this way? Why, 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 why? In a world filled with looking a certain way and dressing a certain way, it is hard for a young person to try to fit in if they don't have access to the right idols. If you don't look a certain way or dress a certain way, you might feel like these lepers. See, the lepers fell in the category of being ostracized for their looks. Nowadays, people will go broke for Jordans. They were standing long line for a pair of tennis shoes. They would use their rent money on a pocketbook. People would pay to fix what God made in his image. People are bleaching their skin. People are getting body parts adjusted. That was the nicest way I could say it. All because they feel as if they are not good enough. Young people, older people, you are good enough. You may not look like Beyonce for the ladies. For the men, you may not look like Idris Elba or that guy from Aquaman. But God made you who you are and you are special. Even though these men had a disease, they were still special in God's eyes. See, people look down on them because of the way they look. Don't look down on a classmate because they don't have the same as you have. Encourage those less fortunate than you. See, men and women are getting their noses done just to look a certain way. These ten men couldn't go to a plastic surgeon. To fix their looks. The only person that could get them out of their predicament was Jesus Christ. The Bible tells that they cried out to him from a distance. Lord have mercy on us. These men was on one accord and they caught Jesus' attention. Young folks are the associates that you hang out with. Are all y'all on one accord? Can you and your friends get Jesus' attention? Do you and your friends pray together? Adults, do you and your friends pray together? Or do you say, I can't wait till I turn 18 so I can start going to church? I can't wait to get out of my parents' house. He got quiet. So these men were sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they cried out to the one that could heal them completely. They asked the Lord have mercy. This leprosy was a disease which the Jews supposed to be inflicted on those uh, for punishment for a particular sin. And to be more than other, more than any other diseases. A mark of God's displeasure and therefore Christ who came to take away sin and turn away wrath. Christ took particular care to cleanse these leprosies that fell in his path. 
So when the men wanted Jesus to show compassion, the men wanted Jesus to show compassion on them. They wanted Jesus to have mercy on them, and the merciful master showed mercy. So we saw a merciful master. So secondly, we see the cleansing of the crew. Ten guys all have the same issue. One guy, Jesus Christ the righteous, they cried out to him, and he heard their cry. There is nothing impossible with God. Verse 14 tells us when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. See, if I take off my glasses, I can't see anything. I can't drive. I can't read. But see, what I love about this verse is Jesus healed from a distance. See, they cried out to Jesus from a distance. And from a distance, the word said he saw them. What you mean he saw them? He didn't touch them. He didn't tell them to dip in the Jordan River. But the Bible said he saw them. 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 God sees your hurts. God sees your struggles. God sees your sleepless nights. God sees that wayward trial. God sees that wayward husband. God sees that wayward wife. What are you crying out for God to see in your life? See, we're looking for God to move mightily like a mighty rushing wind to move. Oh, I need this healing, God. You are going to need this. I need a healing, God. So you're going to need to assemble some of your best doctors in the United States and Canada to heal my body. Lord, my finances are so messed up that you're going to have to go and take out the biggest bank loan to take me out of debt or get me out of this situation. Lord, this job, Lord, you're going to have to help me out on this job. You make and do it. I don't know, Lord. You're going to have to pull out all the stops on this one. This may be too hard for God. But all God has to do is see you. All God has to do is see you. The verse said God saw them. Then he told them to go to the priest. He saw them and told them to go to the priest. He saw you in despair and told you that you are going to be delivered. Clean yourself up. The verse goes on to say, go, and they did, and they was healed. Obedience to God will set you up for a healing. Obedience to God will set you up for deliverance. Obedience to God will set you up to be set free. Ten lepers cried out to God. Jesus heard their cry. He saw them and told them to go, and the whole crew was healed. I'm thinking that God's healing was contagious. You remember we told you that leprosy was contagious. God is healing. God's healing is also contagious. He told all ten to go, and all ten was healed. Not number six, not number seven, not number eight, but one through ten was healed. Just because Jesus healed you doesn't mean that he ain't healing millions of others while he just healed you. Just because Jesus delivered you don't mean that he ain't delivering millions and millions of others. Same time that he delivered you. Yes, I was delivered from drugs and alcohol, but I believe in my heart that there was thousands of others that were delivered the same time that I was delivered. So we saw a merciful master. We saw a crew of ten being cleansed. So lastly, we find that one that was not easily influenced 
by the end crowd. We talked about the relationship that these lepers had. They can console and comfort each other because of their infirmities. They spend a lot of time together. But the question is proposed this morning, young people, will you rock the boat of a friendship when it comes to the things of God? Will you stand up for biblical principles if it means losing a friend or being talked about? See, if everybody's smoking and drinking, let's say you are the 10th person in the group of 10. You see that you are in a place that you shouldn't be in, in a house do, drink, where drugs and drinking and cursing going on. Will you be the one that will say, I have to go and lead the other nine? Because God isn't pleased with this atmosphere. Well, let's take it a step further. If you are a male, if you are in a male and female relationship, and you are at your house alone, men, will you tell her that you are waiting for sex to marriage? Thank you, Lord. Or women, will you tell a man that I'm waiting to marriage before I have sex? I'm not talking about saying that then three months later. You doing what you ain't supposed to be doing. See, one of these lepers wasn't easily influenced by the crowd. Young people, as you get older, you will see your peers cursing. Don't do it. Be different. You will find your peers doing drugs. Don't do it. Be different. You will find your, your, your peers having sex. Don't do it. Be different. You will find your, your peers smoking and drinking. Don't do it. Be different. See, verse uh, 15 through 17 tells us, Now one of them, when he had saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice, and fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine? Where are they? On this Christian walk, you will have those where are they moments. You will lose some friends. You will lose some family members on this walk. When you begin to walk with God, when you begin to walk in obedience, you will find, you will find that some will say, I don't mind you going to church, but when you get involved and when you start coming more often, you will look around and say, where are they? You can still club and go to church, but when you stop sex and when you stop drinking, you will look around and say, where are my friends, I had five real tight homeboys. Where are they now? See, this Samaritan got it right. Despite what his friends did, he realized that he had been healed. The Bible tells me that he turned back, fell on his face and glorified God, giving thanks to him. Some of us need to turn back and tell God thanks no matter what your friends are doing. No matter what the other, other members are doing on your road, you need to give God thanks for yourself. Lord, I thank you. Some of you will be headed to work and school and have to turn back and tell the Lord, thank you. Because it could have been me. It should have been me. But it, if it wasn't for the blood, it should have been us homeless. But God, see, I don't mind telling the Lord, thank you. Even if you don't, I will because you may not know my story. I went home for Thanksgiving, and my family, they love, they love to take pictures. And this particular picture stood out to me. It was a picture of me and um, three of my classmates. And um, 
I told my cousin, I said, hey, man, I said, look at this picture. I said, this is what a drug addict looked like. I was skinny. My lips was dark. And then my cousin said, man, you look angry at that time. So I told him, I looked at it. So I looked at the picture, and I remember the weight loss. I remember the dark lips. I remember the tight eyes. See, when God delivered me, I had to turn back and tell him thanks. All that the leper went through, all that he was ostracized by family and friends. He couldn't talk to people, couldn't hang out with friends because of a disease. I understand why he cried out to be healed. I understand why he cried out after the healing. Some of you only cry out once before, I mean after, before. Sometimes you got to cry out before and after. Thank you, Jesus, before and thank you, Jesus, after. The Samaritan got it right. Some of you are letting your neighbor beat you to telling the Lord, thank you. I'm sorry, Pastor, but I can't let you beat me. Telling the Lord, thank you. Because he has been good to me. Ten mil healed. Ten men healed. Only one said thank you. Every day, thousands of people leave the hospital feeling better than when they came. But did they tell you, thank you, Jesus? Every day, Jesus is mending broken relationships. Thank you, Jesus. Every day, Jesus is moving mountains in your situation. Thank you, Jesus. So if he is moving every day, then every day we need to tell the Lord thank you. My wife sent me a text, and, and, and I had sent her a song that um, that we both liked because uh, uh, Maurice was asleep. And she said, uh, I love that song, Brandon. But then she said, on another note. And then I was like, I was thinking about these 10, um, these 10 men was healed. But only one said, thank you. Then my mind started to wonder. On another note, there is only one God that sent his one and only son to die for our sin. One person impacted the entire earth. Young people, you could be that one person to stand out in the crowd of your peers. You can be that one person that doesn't give into peer pressure. You can be, matter of fact, you are the one to stand up. To those that are trying to sell drugs in your neighborhood, that's trying to get you to get in the games. Be that one that's different. You are the one to change lives of others. You will not be like the other nine. The Bible ends the scripture and verse and says, your faith has made you whole. Young people, let your faith make you whole as you stand to your feet. Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.